welcome to the Royals Rundown Podcast, the Kansas City Royals Podcast in association with Inside the Royals. I am Jacob Milham, and joining me tonight, I have David Lesky of Inside the Crown and Royals Review. David, how are you doing tonight, man? I am good. How are you? Well, doing all right. If um, if you're listening to the podcast, you can tell I'm a, I'm a little splotchy on this side of my face because, uh, you know, trying to grill out today a little bit, have some friends over, <laughs> things like that. And apparently the sun was just on one side of my head. So. You know what? That, it's that. It, it's when you drive. Yes. Um, the, the, the best is, you know, you're driving, I don't know, an hour in the mm-hmm. summer. And you get there and, and you look over, you're like, wow, I, I'm tanner than I thought I was. And then you look on the right, you go, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I meant that. Exactly. Look, I'm going to, uh, we got a theme park just north of us called Bush Gardens. I'm going to go try and go up there and uh, do some of the water rides tomorrow, get out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. Try, well, try to even it out. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty fair skinned, so it could take Same. me a while. Same. Yeah. Oh, man. But how has your weekend been so far? It is Memorial Day weekend. You know, it's been good. Um, always too short, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, you know, it's funny. You could, a two-day weekend is too short. A three-day weekend is too short. A four-day weekend is too short. Mm-hmm. Six-day weekend is too short. It's always too short. Exactly. I vote, I vote we just make the entire plane out of the weekend. And we, you know what? <laughs> there, there can't be an end to the weekend. If the week never starts, exactly. so it's just life, then. and it's well, you know, I don't know, maybe not, maybe that's not the best idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the worst part is we have to uh, go back to jobs to enjoy the weekend, right? <laughs> yeah, those. You know, it's funny the um, like the electric company they they want you to pay every single month. Yeah, it's bizarre. I don't get it. It is. It's crazy. <laughs> it's the, it's the weirdest thing. And then like the the more the bank wants the mortgage every month and. Right. Like get off it. I'll pay it when I'm ready. <laughs> exactly. I will. I will pay it within the 30 years that you want me to. Right? Okay. <laughs> we'll get a check. I promise. <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, and hopefully at uh, at some point we will see a good Kansas City Royals team again in Kauffman Stadium. Um, it is kind of. I know the. I know the losing streak is over. Um, you know, it was. It got six games. It was pretty rocky there. Um, but the Royals have won two of the last three. It's, yeah. I, no, I, I, I take no, that back, two of the last four. Last sorry. Four, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I was looking at an outdated list, two of the last four. You know what? Uh, I mean, that's fine. That's better than zero, zero out of the last six. So. Yeah, exactly. Math. <laughs> Mathematicians. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, they, they got the series split up in Minnesota. Um, can't, you know, can't really complain about, well, I mean, you can complain about that, um, but they're, they're about to go down the road to, to Cleveland, um, on this road trip. But, uh, David, I do have to ask about today's game in particular. So, uh, Granky came out after the game, said his stuff wasn't very good today. Um, he's been talking about struggles the past couple of day games, um, but now they're talking about some flexor, forearm stiffness. I mean, how concerned are you about that? On a scale of one to ten, nine. Um, you know, this is a guy who I'm trying to think. I, I don't. I don't believe he's had any injuries outside of a basketball injury when he was with the Brewers. That um, I can't remember if it was 2011 or 2012. 
Um, I'm sure he's missed some time here and there. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm not, but nothing, there hasn't been anything serious. And the idea that every pitcher is just a ticking time bomb, you know, he's 38. He's thrown, what is this? His 18th season, right? I think. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 a, lot. it's, been, it's a lot of, a lot of pitches and it's really concerning. Um, <clears throat> concerning for a couple of reasons. One, obviously it's concerning for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was throwing the ball, not great, but he was getting it done. Um, and then ever since that start in Colorado, you, know, you can kind of chalk that one up to Colorado and think, okay, yeah. whatever. Um, and he pitched, I, I pitched pretty well against, I think the White Sox here in Kansas city. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then his last start in Arizona struggled again, but that's not a great park to pitch in either. Um, that Diamondbacks lineup is very much three true outcomes. And, and that's what happened in the game. He gave up two homers. I think he struck out five and walked four. Um, and so you, you don't even, at the time, you're not really thinking that it's that concerning. And then today he comes out, he has another stinker, um, against a good hitting team. The twins can hit, um, yeah. target fields is a pretty good park to hit in. You know, I, I didn't know it wasn't always that way, but it is now, mm-hmm. um, but then he comes out and says, does that and that he's been feeling it for a little while. And then you start to think about, well, his command was really bad in Arizona. Um, it was really bad today. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't and, uh, the broadcast talked about, oh, it was a good pitch. They weren't good pitches. I'm getting tired of the broadcast saying, oh, he'd say really no, he wouldn't. It wasn't a good pitch. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's that one to uh, Nick Gordon, um, who Ooh, yeah. becomes Reggie Jackson. And, um, and he missed badly with that. They he wanted Salvi called for that off the plate and down, and it was it caught a lot of the plate. It wasn't a terrible pitch, but he missed by a lot. And you don't see that with Grinky. And so, yeah, I'm concerned <clears throat> that it is going to be the worst case scenario. Um, it you know it, it hits. You know, he's different than Justin Verlander, but also not that different than Justin Verlander. And it happened to Verlander. Um, yeah. you know, what, what I think he threw six innings in 2020 and then he came out of that game and that was the next time we saw him was second game of this year. So yes. it's, it's a concern. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I will say like other injuries the Royals have had may not be the worst thing for the future, but, um, it stinks because you really want Zach Rinke to do well. Right. And, you know, Zach Greinke has a great legacy here in Kansas City. And you really wanted you really wanted to see him go out with a bang. Um, and if this is the worst case scenario, I'm afraid that it's going to be him going out with a whimper. Yeah. Um, because even for 2022 and the rest of his career, I'm sorry, I don't I personally don't see a 19 year veteran bouncing back from that injury i'm not i'm not even gonna say it i'm just gonna call it yeah. that injury we, we all know what it is we're talking about <laughs> yeah bouncing back from that injury at this point in his career yeah um Verlander well, did and has i mean you know he's he had his first bad start um the other day i can't remember what it was but different pitcher he's still throwing 95 yeah you know, he's he's still got that power stuff and Grinky just doesn't have that anymore which is okay Oh, but boy, I mean, if, if, if it is what it sounds like, you know, by the time the knife goes in, it's mm-hmm. what at the latest, like June 10th, 
let's say. Mm-hmm. Well, you're looking at a 14 month recovery. So now you're looking at mid August of 2023. Man, it's tough. It is. It, it's tough to see a world where where there's a comeback. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet against it, but it's just hard <laughs> to predict that. It, it is pretty hard to bet against that, Granky, isn't it? <laughs> But, you know, we'll see. Obviously, we don't know. We don't know yet. Um, I think we'll probably, I would imagine, get some answers tomorrow. Um, Maybe, maybe not. Maybe in the next next couple of days, we'll probably have some answers. But I'm bracing for the worst. Yeah. If if there's no update at all by Tuesday, I would say, um, I'm I'm banking on worst case scenario at at that point. Oh, yeah, that's definitely... Second and third opinion territory. If we don't yeah. know anything by then, yeah, exactly. Well, we'll. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll just keep monitoring it, and I'm I'm sure you'll be writing about it and the implications uh, for yeah. this Royals team. Um, but I so let's let's say it is the worst case scenario. Let's say Granky, you know, hits hits the IL. He's done for 2022. What is a singular positive that you could see about him? not being in the picture. Well, I mean, I, I think it goes, like I said earlier, um, you know, guys getting hurt have opened up opportunities for players who are part of the future. Um, <clears throat> you've seen, you know, Michael A. Taylor on the COVID list gave Kyle Isbell a chance mm-hmm. then, then he went on the same list. So <laughs> you know, he didn't have very long, but um, he had that opportunity. Mondesi getting hurt. has allowed Bobby Witt Jr. to play shortstop and Emmanuel Rivera to play third. That's been, I think, really a big boost for both those guys. Um, Mm -hmm. Salvi getting hurt, gave Melendez a week and a half behind the plate. You know, these these injuries have actually been um, door opening. And and you can argue, should the door have been open already? Probably, yeah. But that's that's another story. Yeah, it is. It, It wasn't. So they helped. Um, but, you know, I, I think that Grinky, if his spot in the rotation is open, you, you start to look at some other options. And um, Jackson Coar has been really good in AAA for his last three starts. They, I, I, I'm waiting to get all, I'm hoping to get some time with, uh, with somebody in the organization to talk yeah. about what they've done with him. But what I know <clears throat> is they have altered his arm angle. Okay. Um, to get more ride on his fastball. Hmm. There's, there's a lot more to it, but if you, but that kind of explains his, his difficult, I think it was four or five stars after he was sent down. He looked terrible. Well, yeah, yeah. He was throwing differently than he ever has before. Of course he looked terrible. He had to get used to it. Yeah. It makes sense. And, and you can accept that. Once they start to see results, which mm-hmm. we finally have now, three straight good starts for him. A lot of yeah. strikeouts, not a lot of walks, all that. Scout told me the fastball looks as good as it's ever looked. Um, wow. Really encouraging stuff. So okay. that's that's big. Um, Carlos Hernandez today. Yeah, and two thirds in Omaha. Really nice performance. Um, I he just got back down there. Um, now, by the way, what I'm saying is the undertone here is that everybody goes to AAA to work on things because nobody in the majors can help them. But that's another mm. story. 
Yes, it uh, is. Also another story. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there, there are some options. Chris Bubich hasn't had success yet, although he no. only walked one batter on, uh, was it Friday or Saturday? He pitched, I can't remember. I believe it was Friday. Yeah, either. It doesn't matter. Um, so those three guys, all who have been sent down from the majors, are in various stages of deserving that chance. And there, there appears to be – my guess is no matter what the problem is, there's going to be a start available. Um, yeah. And I think even with the off day Thursday, I don't know that it will line up to work to, to miss a starter because of where mm. it sits in the rotation. So, you know, there, there, there's probably going to be a chance for somebody. Um, yeah. My bet would be Hernandez. Okay. Um, I'll, you know, I say that, but Jackson Coar is has 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 pitched three straight good games, so maybe, maybe it's Coar. But Hernandez pitched today, so the the, the dates line up. He's yeah. been in the majors more recently. They, you know, there, there's a lot of reasons why he makes some sense. If it's one start, if it's multiple starts, you know. But look, Jonathan Heasley hasn't been great. Um, right. Maybe he loses that spot and opens it up for one of the other guys. Brad Keller could get traded. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, exactly. There, there are there are a lot of spots. Look, Daniel Lynch. He, he's thrown. He threw what eighty innings in the big leagues last year, or something like that. Seventy innings, sixty. I don't remember where it was. Eighty. That mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> his career high in innings is like one forty or something. There's going to be spots for all of them. Yeah. At some point, but Grinky going down would allow an immediate return to the rotation for somebody or. I don't, I don't think Ronald Bolaños has, has necessarily put himself so far ahead. He hasn't pitched as well as he did last season, but I mean, yeah. he's a guy who you could see, you know, maybe they do a piggyback. Maybe it's, it's Bolaños for three and Joel Pyams for three. He has been really good outside of high leverage roles. So <laughs> there's, there are some options and it's, they're good options to have to see what the role to, to evaluate, which is when you're 16 and 30, it's about evaluation. And that's true. That is true. Um, look, we're not let's let's not mince words about all the other stories that, that we're talking about here. Um, you have pointed out the fact that the Royals changed hitting coaches and the and that hierarchy of that hitting coach staff. And it took what maybe two weeks before you saw significant progress. I, mean, I think less than two weeks. I think you were seeing it. They changed hitting coaches before that five-game series against the White Sox. Oh, wow. Um, Wasn't that – oh, my gosh. It was, it was two weeks ago. They've had two weeks of games. Oh, wow. And, and they struggled because they – remember, they faced Johnny Cueto, and he was dominant, which is ridiculous. But then he also kind of pitched really well against the Yankees, so you feel yeah. a little bit better about it. Um, and they, they – and then Dylan C shut them down. But he also yep. strikes out a lot of batters regardless. But I've, I've noticed, you know, just from the eye test, I'm looking at it, I'm going, wow, they, the plate appearances are better. It, it just feels like there's a plan at the plate. And so I went to look at it. I'm going, well, they're swinging it. They're doing better. I mean, I wrote about this. The, they, they struggled on pitches in the heart of the plate. Yeah. I mean, the, the pitches that you should do just absolutely destroy, they were hitting fine against them, but relative to the league, it was bottom, bottom five. You should be destroying those balls. Mm-hmm. They have been. They've also been swinging it less. If you if you go to baseball Savant, you know they've got the this heart zone, the shadow yep. zone. Then it's uh, chase and waste. And uh -huh. I don't want to worry about the chase and the waste because if you're swinging at those, that's a problem regardless. But 
heart and shadow to me are really interesting because when, when they stopped over the last two weeks, they've stopped swinging at pitches in the shadow zone as much. The, the swing rate mm. went from like 56 ish percent to as of Friday. So it's, I haven't looked at the weekend yet, but yeah. um, like roughly 50%. Oh, wow. That's a big, big, big drop. And, and what I wrote, when I talked about, uh, you know, I was on Seren on Friday on 810, you can, you can write that off as a small sample, mm-hmm. but the thing that gets me is that's exactly what these guys teach. Picking out pitches that you can drive. That mm-hmm. is the number one tenet of what the zoom Walt Tozar and Duren group teaches. Yeah. And so to see them do what they teach, you're like, well, okay, I think that works. <laughs> and, and let me let me pull up the numbers. I've got this in the in the weekend in review already, and I'll I'll just I'll I'll read it to you. Since they took over, the Royals offense is hitting 265 with a 323 on base and 418 slugging percentage. They've got a roughly 120 weighted runs created plus. I mean, that is that's fine. Yeah, no, that's good. It's not even good. good. Um, And and you're just seeing it up and down the lineup with with a better approach to the play. I mean, Hunter Dozier has looked better. Whit Merrifield has looked better. The young guys have looked better, which isn't surprising because of what? I mean, they're with the guys who helped them last year or at the alternate site. Um, But it's even, it seems like veterans are even taking a better approach. And it, it's really impressive what they've been able to do. And that's, it, you know, if you're looking for a bright spot, this offense, they, I mean, it's only been two weeks, but they're fine. I, I yep. it, it, it's, it's one of those things. Like I, I wrote about the game they won on Thursday against Evan Smeltzer. When the offense is going well, it's a lot easier to look at the opposing pitcher and go, wow, he just had it. You know, yeah. it's not, I can't believe that guy shut him down. No, because he, he shut him down because he pitched well. Sonny yep. Gray pitched really well today until he got hurt. That that's not on the Royals' offense. And then you saw as soon as he was gone, the bats came alive. Right. And so, it, a lot of really encouraging signs there. Well, that that's very good to see. But I do I do have to challenge you on on one thing real fast. Um, I don't think that Royals fans have been talking enough about Nicky Lopez and his uh, and his regression. Um, everyone's kind of the, the easy horse to beat right now. And, and I'm guilty of it as well is going to be Carlos Santana and uh, Ryan O'Hearn because there's a replacement ready for them down in the minors. Who's absolutely on fire. Not going to say his name because we all know who it is. Right. But we got Nicky Lopez up here right now. Um, an everyday guy who isn't getting it done at the plate. And frankly, if you're looking at the advanced numbers, he isn't getting it done defensively either. Um, last last I looked, he has a he has a negative uh, out above average, which is a far cry I think from back positive now on that at least. Oh, okay, all right, there you go. Well, but, you know what? what I will certainly take know? that. I mean, even <laughs> well, right? Even so, um, there is clear regression. So I do I do want to ask you, David. What should the Royals be patient with Nikki or is Nikki on the hot seat? Well, um, I just looked, by the way, he's back in negative. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote about it on Friday. So as of Thursday, he must, he he didn't have a great weekend, I guess. Anyway, um, I, I think he's in trouble. Um, 
And the reason I say that is because you start, and something I wrote about last week too, you start to look at where guys fit and there's only so many positions for, for people. Yes. And, it, and if the Royals say, the Royals, their words have been right on MJ Melendez that they want to, they need to find a way to get him in the lineup. Uh-huh. He played right field today. Yeah. Um, he didn't look bad. And yeah, he made it, he made a really nice play off the wall. He looked awkward on a play off the wall. Um, I don't, I don't even know if he had any fly ball opportunities now that I think about it. I don't remember him catching one. Um, yeah. Even a routine one doesn't, doesn't matter. I mean, he, he's, he's played a little bit of outfield in the past. Mm-hmm. So, but if you start to do the math, well, if they want to get Melendez in the lineup and that's the spot that they're thinking about, and they are obviously never going to sit with Merrifield. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's, he's earned his way back to the top of the lineup and everything. He's, he's played really well. That he has. Um, <clears throat> what do you do when Michael A. Taylor is back and Kyle Isbell is back mm-hmm. to me? I mean, that, the, the Taylor Isbell question is a question to ask. And I don't, I don't know what the answer, I mean, I know what I would do. I don't know what they'll do. Right. Um, but to me, it kind of seems like, okay, well, Melendez is going to play right. And Merrifield's going to play second because oh. you surely can't play Lopez over Emmanuel Rivera, who is not great. I mean, but he's, He's driving the ball. He's hitting the ball hard. He's playing a yes. solid defense. Not great defense. Solid defense. I wonder. I don't know if he's uh, he's actually minus three on outs above average. So maybe I shouldn't. Oh. Solid defense. But um, you know that that's it's whatever. Um, it is. I, it's hard to see a spot for Nikki Lopez because you can't hit two hundred with a five oh two OPS or whatever it is. Yeah, in play average to whatever defense and it doesn't work. So I think he's in trouble. Um, we'll see. We'll see what they do. There's a lot of mixing and matching. Melendez can DH. Melendez could play a little third, he could play a little left, but Ben Intendi's there for now. You know, there's, there's questions. Um, but I think Lopez is, is, I think his time is borrowed. Well, that is a, that is certainly not good to hear. I was, look, I was someone who was banging the Lopez drum after last season. I really thought he had turned a corner. Um, unfortunately, I think we are looking at that 2021 season is going to be the outlier. And that's, and that's okay. It's baseball. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But the, the thing is, he is always going to be prone to luck more than other hitters because he just doesn't drive the ball. He doesn't hit the ball hard enough. He, you know, he, he can't carry a bad batting average on balls in play because he doesn't hit the ball far enough. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it, he's just not going, he's not going to supplement it with home runs enough. Um, and I, if I, if you asked me, I, here's, if you said you have to bet a hundred dollars, is he going to have another season within 10% of 2021? I'd probably bet yes. Okay. Because at some point he's going to have another season where he has a 350 Babbitt. <laughs> you know, I mean, it'll yeah. probably happen. It's just, it, it's disappointing too. Could you look at the team they just played, the Twins? Uh-huh. Luis Arise is not that different from Nicky Lopez. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, that's true. He's better, but I don't think he's, you know, theoretically, the skill set, I don't think is that much better. And he's figured it out. Um, I'm not saying that Nikki Lopez will be Luis, <laughs> right? but 
I mean, it, it, that's what's disappointing about it because you can see what that that high contact, low power can do. And Nicky Lopez just hasn't been able to do it. And But like I said, he's going to run into luck too at some point. Okay. And, you know, they, they should ride that when they can. Yeah. <laughs> and, but for now, they can't ride that because they have too many guys for too few spots and, and he's he's blocking. He's blocking somebody. And, and look, Errol Averis, he's got to be, I mean – if Cam, he's a week behind Cam Gallagher, I think. Yes. On the same injury, and Gallagher is starting to do some stuff. So I mean, Oliveris is probably like three weeks away. Right. So it's a big, like that's a lot of spots. You've got <laughs> Oliveris a lot. as well, and Melendez, and Nick Prado's playing some outfield, and you know, I mean, there's <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot to sort out there, and I just I don't and Nicky Lopez. Because with Merrifield taking up one of the outfield spots due to Lopez, I just don't see how it fits. It's it's certainly a very complex jigsaw puzzle, and one where I can't wait to see Hunter Dozier starting every day out in left field right. once this team <laughs> trades Andrew Benatendi. Right. <laughs> um, you know what? Hey, this this is something off the fly. So watching this Minnesota series, I caught myself several times um, imagining Nick Gordon. Um, as a Kansas City Royal, I, I don't know why. I I really I like them. If they have them, they can't give up home runs to them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is very true. But um, so, are you? I, I know we're running out of time here, but I do want to ask. So, do you really think this team will actually take the common sense platoon approach to center field once everyone is back healthy? No, no, they should, but no. Um, I mean, truly what they should do, they, they shouldn't platoon. I'm going to say that. Okay. They should just trade Michael A. Taylor. Yes, they should. You're right. There are off the top of my head, six teams that Ooh. would look at Taylor and go, that is a great defensive replacement who we don't mind starting every sixth or seventh game to give guys a day off. And he's only making, you know, people bash the contract. It's 9 million over two years. It's pretty, it's pretty feasible perfectly reasonable for a fourth outfielder. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, they shouldn't platoon. They should trade. He, okay. Michael A. Taylor should be on another team tomorrow. He won't be, but he should. Be. <laughs> Hell, that is very true. I, man, just this, this team is getting so frustrating. Yeah. Just watching them stumble over themselves. I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of. I'm trying to put this the right way and not, not sound like a, a complete jerk. Um, I'm tired of Dayton Moore and the front office coming out and telling us, basically telling us that he, they think we're stupid. Because, um, mm. I mean, I, you know, I, I have harped on this so much, but he, was, he went out there two weeks ago when they fired Terry Bradshaw, and he just stumped for Cal Eldred in, in, in the most ridiculous way possible. And that made me really angry. And then they talk about, um, I'll say his name, Vinny Pasquantino, not being ready. Oh my gosh! Now I've I've heard that that he he struggles on some some pitches that a lot of that a lot of players without experience struggle on. You know how he's going to get better? It's to do it in the majors. Yep. And it, and it's not like you know it's not like they have it, it, not like he's a left field only prospect, and they've got Andrew Benintendi who is prime trade bait. You know, yeah, like we we can't get him up right now. Uh, that's a silly example because a left fielder can play right field too. But you know, <laughs> just, just assuming, 
you know, yeah. or, or he's a shortstop and you then find Bobby Witt and you go, we can't get him up because you know, whatever. I don't, they don't have that. He's behind right. Carlos Santana and Ryan O'Hearn and stuff like that. I can handle them being bad. I can even handle them being poorly run. I don't like them talking to the media as if the people who are following the team are stupid. That, that drives me nuts. That's, that's what's made me angry. And that's what set me over the edge lately. Uh, yeah, it's um, things. Spirits are not very high amongst Royals fans right now because we are um, because the frankly, the organization and the fan bases prided itself on some of the Midwestern values, you know, some some honesty and some transparency. And I would say since about like 2019, the overarch that has not been a part of the overarching theme of this team. It's gone. Um, yeah. So that is, um, golly, I, I really wish we had more time because I think this is something we could delve into. Oh, for sure. We, 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 we have to have you on more. Oh, my gosh. Well, hey, David, but before we get into another tangent real fast, uh, do you mind giving everyone a preview about what, what you got going on at Inside the Crown? Yeah. Um, you know, every Monday weekend in review. Um, yep. Fun, fun to write. Um, so that that's coming up. The great thing about it, like we were talking about this off the air. Um, I don't know what I'm going to write about. Exactly. It's a great flexibility, but the, uh, the one thing that I'm looking toward is I want to, I want to do some nice trade fits for, okay. for some of the guys who make sense to move Dozier, Ben Tendy, Keller, Michael A. Taylor, um, Scott Barlow, Josh Stamont, you know, I don't think they're going to trade all of them, maybe not any of them, but you know, if they trade one of one reliever, maybe, you know, whatever that, whatever they do there, um, there are some fits and there okay. are some opportunities. So that's kind of churning in my head and we got an off day Thursday. So, uh, maybe Friday we'll, you know, if I get to it, <laughs> there you go. Hey, you know, it sounds like a great time to me. Uh, please everyone go check out inside the crown on Substack. Um, David, I believe it is the pinned tweet on your Twitter profile. Is that right? probably it should okay. be if it's not i'll make it there you go perfect um to find that tweet where can people find you on twitter at d b lesky that's l-e-s-k-y um the b is my middle name and the db does not stand for what some people might say it stands for uh, <laughs> but uh yeah you can find me there um being snarky about the royals you know what? I think that is anyone following this team right now is, is snarkiness. If we don't laugh, we'll cry, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know what? If we made it through the 2000s, we can make it through this, right? Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, but David, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, re really do appreciate it. Um, everyone listening, please leave a like, subscription, comment, however you want to support us. Um, thank you again for listening, and until next time, go Royals! Go Royals!